you doing? This is Chef Carl Ruiz. You are with Dane on WGN in Chicago. Happy Thanksgiving. Feliz Navidad. 720 WGN on the road with Dane live here in the Allstate Skyline studio high atop Chicago on Thanksgiving Day. It is Thanksgiving Chicago when it comes to the celebration lifestyle and leading the way for an entire nation on the very verge of Ruizing. We have the man himself known, of course, as the the mad Cuban star of stage screen radio podcast, the undisputed champ of Guy's Grocery Game. You've enjoyed him as uh, as a judge as well on Food Network and, of course, anywhere that uh, entertaining social media is sold. The one and only Chef Carl Ruiz. Welcome to WGN. What's up, Dane? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, and I appreciate you jumping on the line. This is a big day. I know that you know some of the stuff you see because you're out. I think is maybe a, a spiritual leader for the uh, for the lifestyle of uh, of people trying to keep them not only entertained, imbibed, safe, fed, of course, at all times. And you mentioned last night, Wednesday, and usually that's a big kind of I'm doing the air quotes going out night. You said that that's you know it's amateur night, right? You should stay in, and of course you you've done that and, and prep for today. Yeah, there's there's um, there's an old saying. There's days that you should be missed at the local bar, and the day before Thanksgiving is one of those days you should be missed. A lot of people that follow me are hard partying guys and girls. You know, blue collar people that work all week, and um, the day before Thanksgiving is very dangerous because there's a lot of people that come into town, you know, just for the Thanksgiving, and uh, and they upset the uh, apple cart. Remember, America. You know, at local bars, we're very tribal, <laughs> you know? Right. We got our own seats. We got our own mug. We know what we're doing. You know, that's, that's where we do our best work. So let uh, let the amateurs go out there and make a mess of things. I think we'll come back after Thanksgiving. I think this is important, right? Because, you know, a lot of people think that they may paint you with a broad brush of uh, of excess, right? But that isn't the case. You should be doing public service announcements. I think we'll have to work those up, you know? <laughs> now, when it comes to safe, you know, you've got you've to gotta know your surroundings and you've got to kind of protect yourself in a cocoon of safety and of also, you know, great spirits, food, maybe some cigars. And you're calling us from your secluded mountain lair. Is that true? Yes, I live uh, I live. Uh, I butt up next to a national park. There's nothing around me except deers, bear, and rumors. That's about it. <laughs> Oftentimes, and we love it. You know, you share some of the some of the fun that happens there. And I know people are hoping for an invitation at some point. But when it comes to the wildlife thing, you know, you're constant. You know, you're making food on a regular basis. You know, typically a good percentage of that is animals. Do you ever, you know, right. maybe get into the frame of mind to go out there and maybe tackle a, a deer or, or fight a bear? Um, I, I I like hunting. I don't like. Um, I honestly don't like shooting animals um, just because I don't think it's as fair. Uh, you know, you're, you're with a 308, you know, quarter mile away. I mean, that's not that hard. You know, I like to, uh, I like bow hunting. I really, um, really, I like to give the animal a shot. Um, and I like it. I like getting closer to the animal because that takes a lot of skill. You, you're letting the animal use their natural defenses. They can hear you before you get there. They can smell you. And I, and I like that type of hunting. The shooting thing is weird. And, you know, if there's an ex-vice president around, chances are I'd get shot. <laughs> you know? So I just, uh, to me, it's, it's just a more complete package. You know, when I hunt, I'm going to eat what I hunt. Right. So, um, 
chances are I don't want to eat it. So bow hunting kind of gives me that option that we can go to McDonald's later. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about, you know, maybe tackling a deer out in the yard and you, and you want to make it fair, right? Just as, you know, Thundar the Barbarian, we know him, he had his fabulous sun sword. You have your own, right. your very own knife and it is, it is a thing of beauty, number one, but also you've demonstrated, you know, that it, I mean, it can actually kind of throw down when it comes to needing it on the knife side. Talk a little bit about this, that process. I know people have followed it, but it's kind of exciting, right, to have your own thing and have it be so kick-ass yeah so, so what happens is um it got to a point where i'm like uh, you know people were approaching me carl do you want to make your own knife you know you have a big social presence and people trust what you say and, and do you know they they they'll buy something that you make so i said uh i said okay so i met with a couple knife manufacturers and i had a couple rules one it had to be made in the united states right Number two, it had to it had to be a real chef knife. And what happened with those rules is that knocked out about seventy percent of the people <laughs> that wanted to make a knife with me. Right. And there's this guy that I all, I've always loved. Uh, he's from the industry, so he was a chef uh, before he was a, a knife smith. And uh, his name was Jeff Fader, out of Peekskill, New York. And I met with him. And he was a fan of my podcast and stuff. So you know, we kind of he kind of knew me more than I knew him. And uh, I said, uh, I want to make a knife with zero compromises. So he's like, his eyes lit up. Because, you know, as a, as a, as a knife smith, you know, that's what they want to hear. said, you know, it has to be under nine inches long because in a professional kitchen, when you're prepping, you're usually against a refrigerator or, or a bay-marie, and you can't pivot the knife if, the, if it's too long. It'll get, it'll get trapped up on the equipment around you. You're in tight space. So we started designing it like that from the ground up and we used carbon steel, not stainless steel because you could make it as sharp as a razor blade. Uh, it's a lot softer than, than, than stainless steel. And, uh, we, we made it, uh, we made it very nose heavy. So it kind of digs into the, into the prep instead of digging away from it. There's a lot of inside talk, but we built this knife. And when when we were done building this knife, he looks at me and says, this is a Ferrari. This thing, you know, even the steel comes from New Jersey. I'm from Jersey, so it comes from New Jersey. So even the people, you know, producing the steel are local, you know, and that took a lot of work. And it costs a lot of money to, to make sure that everyone that's touching it is, is someone that you know, you know, instead of some factory somewhere. So he said, I don't know if anyone's going to buy these things. You know, I have to make each one by hand. And, you know, there's, there's 700 and something dollars. I said... If there's one thing I know about Americans is that they they love things that have zero compromises, you know, and this thing isn't like anything else. It doesn't have any fancy signatures on it. It doesn't have skeletons or flames or, you know, it's, it's a straight killer. And um, we put it, I put it up on my Instagram and I said, how many knives do you think you can build in a year? He's like, well, probably 36. So imagine this is how niche this thing is, right, right. you know, 36 knives. And I put it up on Sunday. He calls me up on Monday. He goes, we're sold out. Whoa. So it was that fast. It was that fast. It was gone. I know that I put, and, uh, I, I put in and I emailed it just like a lot of the, you know, the public that le- was left waiting outside and, uh, and they have to wait till the next batch, you know, but I think that, I think that's a testament yeah. and I think that's gotta be very gratifying for you. Not only because you can put it out there as something with no compromises that you're going to appreciate when you get to it. But, but then again, you know, this isn't something that's cheap. This is for like a working person, someone who really needs this or will appreciate it. You're going to get what you right. pay for here. And then, but to have it sell out, that's gotta feel really good. Right, and, and, and the thing is, is real chefs, uh, 
you'll see like the young chefs, they show up to, to an event or something with a knife roll. You ever see those knife rolls? Of course. You know, and they open it up and they have like three or four knives and this and that. And then you see the old school guys, the guys that I train with, and they show up with a, with a, with a knife wrapped in a paper towel. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know that's the killer. You know, because one thing that I learned training with the old school chefs is, you know, the more you use one thing, the more it becomes an extension of your hand. And the more you have, you, you have a thing called muscle memory. And it really, it really a knife is, is number one muscle memory. You know, you know how it's going to perform. You know how it's going to cut. You know how it's going to carve. And that's what I tell all these young cooks, you know, get one knife and get really good at it. So I built something that will last a lifetime. And even though it's expensive, I mean, I'm not selling it. I mean, you can't buy one anymore, so this doesn't matter. But my whole theory is see people buy, you know, in their lifetime, $100 knives, and they all fall apart, right. you know. So at the end of the day, it's actually cheaper, and you have something that you can give to to your kid or, or, or to, you know, a loved one, you know, when you – uh when you don't, uh, when you don't make it, when you get, uh, when they call your ticket, <laughs> <laughs> when you when you accidentally fall on your sword, I mean, I mean yeah. your fader knife. Okay, okay. So here's the thing: you've got, you know, traditional values and a dedication to quality and all that kind of stuff, and then you look at some of the things that that are going on. But also, you have the ability to kind of to lead people and, and all those things. When it comes to Thanksgiving, do you have right. set things? I know that you've been a staunch defender and ambassador of the of the canned cranberry sauce. Personally, it's my favorite. Absolutely. So, so I appreciate I appreciate having someone like you in the in the canned cranberry camp but um are there other right. things like what is it what, what kind of things do you need to have at a at a ruiz thanksgiving a ruiz thanksgiving first of all you need a lot of alcohol <laughs> and if you don't drink well then i'm sorry you know i hope it's for health reasons but but the, the thing is is you, you need you need to uh you need to embrace traditions as cheesy as they are uh when i was a you know when i was a little kid you know my parents were immigrants so Everything that they did for Thanksgiving was was a faux pas. You know, they didn't really understand. So we had a butterball turkey that was frozen. Actually, it was frozen all the way until we ate it. <laughs> and then we had, you know, and in Cuba, in Cuba, you would see a turkey, you would think it was a dinosaur. We, have, we don't have birds that big. Right, you know? right, right. But um, with stovetop stuffing, you know, we had the ocean spray canned cranberry. We had Kraft mac and cheese. And that was my mom trying her best to assimilate, you know, to Thanksgiving because she was truly thankful that she was here. You know, so it, she was completely, you know, she came from a communist country. They came with $5 in their pocket. So they really wanted to celebrate this. This, this holiday meant a lot to them, it meant a lot more to them than it, you know, than it did to me as a little kid. Right. You know, I didn't really understand, you know, how important this was for them and, and what a sign of success this was for them. And uh, so I, that's why I really embrace all that. I really embrace, you know, all that manufactured cheesy stuff. It's it just brings me back to my childhood when things were simpler. You know, when when uh, when everyone in America kind of ate the same thing. <laughs> you know, no matter no matter how much money you had, you know, that day there would be you know you could be in a mansion, you could be in a hovel, but you would have that jiggly cranberry. And to me, that. Uh, you know, that's the thread that puts all Americans together, regardless yeah. of where you come from. Well, I love, now, how did you come up with the, with, with the Ruizing? But, <laughs> but how did you come up with that? Because that is something that has really, I think, caught on. Did a little bit earlier in the program, we had Rutledge Wood on, and he, he talked about Ruizing as everyone aspires to Ruiz in whatever way they can. <laughs> well, I think Ruizing, it started, um, it was one of my Twitter followers that uh, just 
did started the hashtag. Um, you had a picture of me. I don't know. I was passed out on a beach somewhere, and it said Ruizing. <laughs> you know, I was passed out with like a McDonald's Big Mac wrapper or something. <laughs> and uh, and basically, what Ruizing is, is, it belongs to everyone. You know, you can Ruiz at Walmart. You can Ruiz at the Four Seasons. It doesn't matter. It's basically doing what you want when you want, and uh, not apologizing for it. You know, and and living a an indulgent life. And and I think indulgent. A lot of people think is private planes and this and that. I think the real indulgence in, in food and, and in life is giving yourself a break. You know, people are so, they're so tied up in watching how other people live now in social media that they, they miss out on the simple pleasures. If you want a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos, eat it. It's delicious. <laughs> you know? It's delicious. Who cares what that lady says? You know what I mean? Or or whatever someone is saying. It doesn't matter. They, you know, you you know, indulge yourself. If you want to, you know, chew big league chew gum, like when you were 10 years old, get a bag. You know, and those little things that really, um, they really help you across the day. You know, I've, I eat some of the best pastry in the world, you know, and, you know, some from some of the best pastry chefs. But let me tell you something. Walk around Walmart with an open bag of Pepperidge Farm Milanos, that's pretty hard to beat. Pretty hard to beat. Well, but out there on the public service side, too, like we talked about when we first started, you know, the romaine lettuce scare is out there. Of course, you're saying, you know, like uh, Cool Ranch Doritos have never hurt anyone. And, you know, so you're allowing never. people to make those choices, to pivot to something else. And when it comes to kind of the open arms on the all-inclusive brand and lifestyle side, as at home at Walmart as you are getting into a Ferrari with a, a $50,000 watch, you're, you know, and, and every man, but like every man aspirational every man here and as and as we let you go we want to get all the social media for sure and we'll have it up at wgnradio.com i've been i've been thinking about that on the food network side you said you know of course entertainment value it's there but of course you can be a little uh, scary right but we think that they they need to kind of hone and, and embrace their edge as well so i'm wondering and i'm going to put in the suggestion box going to stuff it for the car ruiz you know holiday special they should be doing called ruiz navidad and it should be Ruiz Navidad. I love that. <laughs> Please feel free to use it, and uh, and it could it could showcase the entire the the holiday side of Ruizing and how everyone can get together in this world, right? That is so turbulent. Uh, and embrace right. their inner Carl, keeping it real <laughs> as an um, ambassador for all things all things good and many things awesome and edgy as as we all aspire to Ruiz along with you. Uh, so, Carl, for those people who want to keep up with you on social media, and the list is growing all the time, I know you had to shut down one of the, the Facebook pages, right, and kind of move to another one because you'd reached your Yeah, limit. well, Facebook only gives you 5,000. Um, you can only get up to 5,000. And so what I do now is every time I see some somebody snotty, I, I have, like, a waiting list, and I block them, and then I bring someone up that's normal. <laughs> so I'm kind of merging. <laughs> but like... uh, I got, I'm trying to work on my own. Facebook's difficult. You know, Facebook is difficult. Um, it's just hard to navigate. They have a lot of rules, and that's, that, that doesn't really coincide with reasoning, but, we, but we're trying. Um, on Instagram, you can follow me on Sabor Chef, S-A-B-O-R-C-H-E-F, and then uh, if you want to fight with me, I will fight with you on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so it could be uh, it's uh, my name, Carl, C-A-R-L-R-U-I-Z. And uh, just, uh, that's it. Later I'm going to post, uh, I'm going to let people send me their the pictures of some people that are trying to be fancy with their food and Thanksgivings, and I'm going to publicly shame them. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be all all Thanksgiving. I'm not posting my stuff. I'm going to be reposting, you know, uh, Thanksgiving disasters. (laughs) So that's going to be 
all day to make everybody feel a little bit better that they're not alone giving garbage accountability he is going to hold you accountable and you may be off that list as he does his own version of uh, facebook studio 54 and uh, if you're not on the list you're not on the list maybe you're kicked out who knows he is the the best in the business and carl thanks so much for everything you do we all love it you know you have so many fans and friends here in chicago and thanks for taking time out and jumping on uh on the show on thanksgiving i love i love chicago and god bless italian beef sandwiches my god they're good